0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire
1: Radio. Welcome to Square Radio. I'm Bo and I'm John Davis. JD. Hey Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today, hey, dude? I'm I'm great. I'm great. We're uh, man, just in the thick of the holiday season, and it is uh, it's, it's exhausting. holiday season. Da 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 da. Podcasting with you. And it's <laughs> a fun to do. It'll be coming down the chimney now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come down my chimney. I'll shoot you.
0: Now, man. Look, this is this is it. We're in it. We're uh, we're we're doubling down That's for hilarious. the holidays this year. I yeah, it's, dude. Uh, it's a great time to do it you know there's a lot of great things going on of course we want to make sure everybody is aware that while we are uh, celebrating the, uh, the, the the holiday season the Christmas season we are also well aware that uh, post Christmas we've got a brand new year on the rise and That's with right. a new year comes celebrating the best of the following year or the previous year with our best of 2019 <laughs> episode and we are asking all of y'all to head over to uh, Facebook and Twitter and let us know your nominations for the best of 2019 specifically in the uh, category. Categories of pipe carver, the YouTube channel, pipe manufacturer, pipe tobacco blends, specifically like artisanal blends, tin tobacco, tobacconist, publication, be it web or print. Uh, best pipe of 2019, best tamp of 2019, best case of 2019, uh, best pipe accessory of 2019. There's so many yep. great categories, and it is a, a wonderful opportunity, man. We we started this, I want to say, two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, as a way to you know we we've, we've been so blessed with the platform that uh, that we've we've got here with Country Squire Radio, and we really want to you know we, we obviously the the show has been wonderful for big it up in the the amazing store that is the Country Squire, but we want to make sure that we're big
1: it up in a, a lot of great creators the whole and community folks man, throughout yeah, the community. It's a, it's amazing. One that one of these categories I want to uh, draw attention. Yeah, to yeah. That folks may uh, have interest in, but um, it, just a point of clarification: the publication, web or print. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this good. is so. This is so great. This is so fun. So when, you know, you, you can think of the you know the the obvious ones that are out there. I won't mention any names because I don't want to plant seeds. That's but like, right. That's good. Yeah. But but think about you know the best publication of twenty nineteen. What blogger? What you know? Uh, instagram page what you know what what guy is out there producing what what you know if it's a blog if it's a you know some type of uh you know online journaling or uh you know maybe a maybe a retailer out there that on their website they do some commentary what who is out there that is that is Producing awesome content and really informative content in the pipe world—that's mm. that's what we want to know about. I'm really excited about that because there's a lot of pipe smokers out there uh, that may not, you know, uh, be um, you know ridiculous enough to have a microphone or a or a, or a video camera or whatever, but they've got uh, some really good things to say, and we want to draw attention to that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's kind of what we mean there. But there's a uh, yeah, so many good categories. This was a great year for uh, pipe-related stuff, uh, except. Accessories that came out, uh, tin tobaccos. There's just a lot of uh, a, a lot of a lot of really good stuff. Also, on tin tobaccos and on uh, the the pipe, uh, you know, pipes that are out, the, the pipe and the tamps and all these kind of things. We're looking specifically for new. Products. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're looking for new products. Like we're not, you know, it, with, uh, with the, uh, you know, best tobacco of 2019, uh, you know, we're, we're probably not going to pick, uh, it, or like golden sliced because, you know, it's been on the market for a really long time. So what's something new that's out there, yeah. uh, that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to draw attention to that is new and fun and, uh, and, and really push the envelope there. That's kind of the idea.
0: That's exactly right. And, um, yeah, no, thank, and thank you for that clarification too on you know to kind of circle back on the publication aspect of things we we're intentionally making that broad this year to to yeah. include folks that may yeah. not have been considered last year but also you know based on you know uh, who gets nominated and the type of content that gets nominated in future years, that may actually be broken into separate categories as well. The one thing that is always true of annual best of anything is they become an amoeba, in which case they're like, I, I guarantee in like five years, we'll have 30 gazillions you know I mean? <laughs> in different categories that we didn't even think of. So uh, anyway, all that to say, uh, if you're hearing this list and you think, well, you know, maybe this should have been split, well, maybe we'll be in the future. But right now, this is the categories that we got. So we'd love to hear those uh, those
1: nominations. Best uh let's see, best best left-handed you know cross-eyed tobacconist under six feet tall right. with palsy right
0: speaking of less left-handed uh, cross-eyed I tobacconist right. under uh, under any kind of uh standard of, of tallness uh john david by
1: the way is out of the running so that's, you, that's we, correct we
0: should have mentioned that probably a couple weeks ago that's correct the reality
1: is john david is not you that, can't that, and, and so is country square radio that's exactly and right. actually i am right-handed but i said that to be funny okay right <laughs> all right man. well hey you know not only
0: do we have this uh this wonderful thing to look forward to uh with our best stuff coming up at the end of the year but we also have uh,
1: some great things to look forward to
0: beyond the end of the year with next year's a lunt to remember that
1: is right man uh the international lunting society uh, is partnering with the country squire here in jackson on march 28th 2020 and uh, it just feels fun to say that right oh, 2020 it, yeah. it just yeah it needs like
0: 2020 the, the teens have been um they've been the teens yeah and and you know they're great they're great but 2020 brings that nice like um uh what's the like the poeticness right like you have the, the yeah. echoing of it and they actually make the you know the end of the year sunglasses or the new year yeah, sunglasses no that's right they actually like these were like 2020 was made to be new it was sunglasses. made to be a glass yeah, uh, glasses like right party glasses yeah <laughs> right
1: no it's it's going to be fun man 2020 uh, obviously an exciting year because the country squire will turn 50 years old oh snap year, right? so uh, lots of good things going on uh, related to that but as a part of that overall vision uh, man we are honored to uh, to partner with the international lunting society to host a lunt to remember here in jackson mississippi uh, at la Bluff State Park so uh 3 p.m. on uh, Saturday March 28th and uh man it's gonna be a lot of fun after party uh if if, oh? if 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 maybe hiking is not your thing suffer through it because the after party will be worth it and uh and it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, live music we'll have uh food and drink and uh and lots of great uh lots of great stuff going on
0: that's so. all will there be and I, I I hesitate to say this because we've made like a moratorium on even like referencing this ever again
1: I I look I know where you're going. Right. I know where you're going. Yes. I don't want to talk about it. So that's a maybe. (laughs) <laughs> that's a baby Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here, folks. That's a maybe on the thing that we no longer talk about. Well, longtime listeners will—they uh, know what we're talking. New about. folks are like, "What the heck? What on earth are they talking about?" <laughs> yeah, now
0: yeah, that's great. That's great, man. That'll be a lot
1: of fun. It'll be fun. uh
0: Okay. Well, good, man. Oh, uh, one last thing about the Lunt to remember. um yeah. I believe you mentioned there's there's going to be camping as as part of this as well. Are the are well, people staying at the La so bluff?
1: camping is optional, right? Okay, so yeah. so the camping is not necessarily an official part of this. Like folks aren't uh, all the Lunters are not going to get together and say, okay, we're camping here or there, but folks that are coming to this event are, you know, a lot of them anyway, not not all of them, uh, not all of you, I should address you, you know, directly because a lot <laughs> right. of you that are listening are, are the you we're talking about, right. but uh, some of you are... You know dedicated outdoor enthusiasts that a, a big part of this really is going to be the uh the enjoyment of the outdoor space Lafleur's bluff park uh it's uh it's a beautiful setting in a you know in, in a place like jackson which you don't really think of as having uh these natural uh you know areas and then all of a sudden right you know tucked away in the middle of the city is this kind of interesting small state park that uh has a really nice uh hiking area and is going to welcome our uh our tobacco which is uh which is really gracious of them and so um yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be fun, but but for those of you that are, you know, going to want to take this to the next level, uh, they do have tent camping there on site. And then also, there is, you know, if you're looking for a, a maybe a little larger state park with other hiking opportunities, um, want to bring your trailer or something of that nature, something that's, uh, you know, maybe a little more um, uh, just uh, – with some various options. Uh, Roosevelt state park is just to the east of town here. It's about 40 minutes outside of town. A lot of folks that make their pilgrimage, but are into camping or, uh, you know, have a Airstream trailer or something of that nature. Yeah. They'll stay at Roosevelt and just make the quick drive over uh, for events or, or, to come visit. So um, anyway, good options there. If you'll go to lunting.org, uh, they've got all the information uh, for the uh, Lunt to remember. Um, they're, we do encourage you, please, 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 please. If you're planning on coming to this event, uh, please go to lunting.org and sign up. It's free; you don't have to pay anything. But we do need to know that you're coming. Uh, just a plan for uh, plan for this and that. If it's last minute, by all you know, come by all means, we'll make it work. But if you're if you know you're coming, we really we really would appreciate that. Yep. So uh, head to lunting.org, check it out, and we're uh, we're so excited to partner with them this year for that.
0: I have a feeling like I'm I'm really excited, man. I think this is the the, this is this is the start of something really special.
1: Yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah. I hope you know. Who knows if this will be a an annual thing here? If it'll be something that uh, you know moves around the country? I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah so we're we're, um, we're we're honored to be a part. Yeah.
0: Something something's happening, guys. Watch this space and be sure to mark your calendars and make your plans. Uh, but yeah, March twenty eighth. Uh, it will be a lunt to remember indeed. Uh, man, we also, before jumping into this uh, great topic this week, we've got to give a big shout out, of course, to all the folks that are making the show happen. Of course, I'm talking about our patrons uh, over at patreon.com slash radio. We've got the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Uh, we could not make this podcast happen without y'all. So, uh, you know, in the season of giving, uh, we are asking... For you to give, yes. There we go. <laughs> 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 help, uh, help uh, grow and sustain this show by uh, heading over again to patreoncom Uh You can become a pipe uh, club member for uh, three to five dollars an episode. Uh, talking about new episodes being created. Don't you know some people read into that? They think they need to kind of back pay or something of that nature. No, that's just as new content is being created. That's what that's in reference to. That's right. Um, and for those of you who you know that might be a little bit uh, more pricey than you're able to uh, to support. Look, a buck an episode goes a long way. So uh, we'd love to have you as patrons. Again, all the information on that and more can be found at patreon.com slash country squire radio. All right, man. So here we are in a very special time of year. Um, not just because of, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, for those of us uh, with kind of uh, religious ties to this season, not because of the, the special nature of that and uh, what we remember uh, uh, every single year this time of year, not for th- those that may just have kind of the, the good family feelings and the the warmth of the the memories that come from seasons, greetings past, but also because in the pipe industry, this is a time of year that you see a couple of special things happen, right? You see a couple of specialty blends. We've been talking about aging the seasonal plants because as John David has, you know, shared with us in the past, a lot of times, you know, you and many of the other uh, um, uh, more sophisticated pipe smokers uh, (laughs) go through the process of not ripping open a tin and smoking it right then and there. You actually take the time to
1: age it. I feel like the word sophisticated and John David Cole probably shouldn't go in the same but, sentence. But, but <laughs> it does. But it does. And uh, and I think it's great, man. So look, here's the deal. So we
0: are, we are kind of taking a look at the best practices for aging your pipe tobacco yeah, yeah. in a season where you are probably about to get a lot of new uh, pipe tobacco. Either you're being gifted that pipe tobacco or you're gifting it to yourself. Uh, you're you're, you're going to get ready to pick it up. And I want to address this, too, because this is a topic that we talked about in the early days of... Of Country Squire Radio. That that's right. We yeah. did a, an episode called the the Age of Aging. So this is the second age of
1: aging, if you will. <laughs> it Sounds like some fairy tale. Yeah, from something out of Tolkien. Yeah, it's it's all related. <laughs> it all comes back to Tolkien. That's hilarious, man. No, I, you know this is good. We we occasionally talk about aging tobaccos and cellaring tobaccos on the show. Um, and this is one of those uh, this is one of those topics that new pipe smokers uh, have, have a lot of questions about, and they're like, well, why, why would you do that? Like, I, we get this a lot, right? Whenever we mention it, uh, I'm always getting emails, uh, either from listeners or from just new mm-hmm. smokers that hear this around the shop. They're like, well, look, I, you know, I heard you talk about that. I, I don't really understand, like, what's the benefit of that? And, and, and then, you know, okay, well, how do you do that? I mean, I've got it in this bag. Don't I just put it in a drawer somewhere and kind of let it, let it ride. <laughs> right. And so, um, right. What, what we're talking about today, the, the best practices of aging, the art of uh, the, the second age of aging, <laughs> <laughs> right. the, uh, the, the best practices for aging tobacco, um, they, they, what we're talking about here is not just storing tobacco in order to smoke later. Right. Mm. Let's think about this. Right. Okay, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not just saying how to collect tobacco. Right. That that's not the point of this conversation. No. The might point be of this for a com- future episode. But it hopefully. might be. Right. Right. How to collect tobacco? The uh, spend a whole crap ton of money. <laughs> um, no. The 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 point of today's conversation is how to properly age tobacco. Mm. And aging tobacco is is the point of aging tobacco is to uh, so that the tobacco changes properties over time that accentuates and benefits the flavor and smoking experience of the tobacco mm. so we are it's like aging a fine wine um, man, or, you know, maybe uh, uh, your favorite Cuban cigar or whatever that is like, you know, something with with time that is going to get better because of that time. Right. We're not just talking about uh, buying a whole bunch of tobacco and then keeping it. We're talking about, um, you know, specifically aging tobacco. So there, there's uh, a whole bunch of this you know kind of stuff. What tobaccos age well? Well, we've talked about this before. Uh, at, you know at the at the peak of this uh you know kind of spectrum of course the the very top of tobaccos that age well are virginia's and virginia pariques that's for a lot of reasons um but you know primarily you've got the natural sugar content of these leaves and also that you know parique uh, tends to it it has an interesting flavor profile that also has a lot of moisture and so you know as these things uh kind of marry up over time uh the flavors just get really complex and nuanced it, it uh, is going to increase the uh, homogeneous, homogeneousness <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> of the tobacco blend. The science keeps um, on coming, ladies. Yeah, and Yeah, oh yeah. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, you know, history major here. Um, yeah, so you know, so that that's kind of at the peak. Your English blends right underneath that. Uh, you know, if it's a harsh English blend, if the uh, latakia is uh, maybe a little too pungent for you, uh, the the cellaring of this uh, aging of this particular tobacco, you know, English uh, blends with that latakia, it's gonna mellow that that out. It's going to uh, round off the, the hard edges of that particular tobacco. Um, at the bottom of the spectrum, uh, of course, in in aging is going to be your aromatic tobacco. So, uh, if you're a new pipe smoker, you're probably smoking an aromatic tobacco. Um, aging is not going to do a whole lot for heavily cased aromatic tobaccos. Now with some tobaccos that have a little aromatic topping um, and, and and trust me, aromatic topping is everywhere, Mm. even on tobaccos that market themselves as non aromatic. Just trust me. (laughs) Um, And that's not just from retailers. Uh, Like, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's from the big guys shots like to, fired yeah shots fired no that, that that's true that's true i, I right, was right. i was having a having a good conversation well i we'll, we'll get into that oh. maybe that's a whole different okay. Episode. okay 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 i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of feeling a little uh kind of feeling um a little um uh, what, what what's that episode we do where i just uh, you know gripe about stuff right yeah uh, pipe shop fails yeah now. i i've kind of i don't know that's kind of, okay soapbox but anyway <laughs> So they you know, it, for for tobaccos that are um, that are, you know, lightly cased or lightly topped, uh, which is very common. I'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, the the aging process, uh, you know, of these. You know, tobaccos, you know, putting these tobaccos back in order to make the flavor uh, better and more interesting, it can help those tobaccos. But for tobaccos that are very heavily cased, think of things that tend to be pretty syrupy, um, you know, very, very moist. Um, I, it's not that these tobaccos are bad. I mean, you, you know, there's a preference for everything. There, sometimes I enjoy tobaccos like that. But these particular tobaccos don't do great. In the aging process, actually, mm. they can they can be hurt by the aging process. Interesting, okay. Because all the flavoring is so. Um, in a recent episode, we talked about, um, you know, uh, Sutler, for instance, makes a lot of tobaccos where they go all in on uh, on aromatic casing. You know, they're like, man, we're making an aromatic. We're unapologetic about it, and and it's going to be a great aromatic. But but that's a that's a tobacco you're probably going to want to go ahead and smoke. You know, go ahead and go ahead and smoke that tobacco. Yeah. like that's a you know the 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 prime that's the time, optimal time. Yeah, yeah, the prime time is. Is right then and there. So, um, you know, over time, you know, that, um, that flavoring that's on that leaf can kind of deteriorate the leaf, the quality of the leaf. And so, um, you know, just so that that's kind of the spectrum of, of tobaccos that benefit from aging. All right. So so what you know, what's the best practices right now that we've kind of figured out why? Uh, why are we doing this uh, as we've talked about before? Um, you need to find a place. Pe- <laughs> people talk about their tobacco cellar. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, I I have to admit, OK, I'll, I'll just I'll let me just admit this. You know, many years ago, when I first got into pipe smoking, but then started hanging out with other pipe smokers, Uh this very sophisticated attorney uh, was in our group, and he—older gentleman— not the judge, and he not the judge. Okay. No, I said sophisticated. Right. Yeah, <laughs> wow. And he, <laughs> so and, not the uh, judge senior either. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> no, no one related to the judge. All right, right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> judge, if you're listening, uh, we it, love e- you. We love you to pieces. Um, it, no, it, this this uh, attorney was in the group. He was kind of talking about it, and then he referenced his seller. And it was the first time I heard. This is years ago. It's the mm. first time I heard a pipe smoker reference say the word seller. and I literally like because I knew this guy's like you know kind of social standing and neighborhood he lived in and yeah. all this other car he drove and all this other stuff. Like I, you know, I, I literally thought to myself like this guy's got a room in his house <laughs> for tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that. Right. I yeah. really did. And so we, you know, that's what's implied. If you're a new pipe smoker, you may. You may think that that yeah. people have these sellers in their house, ha- and you know what? They might like it. You know, if you well, we can't be, all be Russ Hicks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't all be Russ right. Hicks, or you know, or Brian Levine, uh, right? Where you you know dedicated even a guest Brian, bedroom to Brian your Brian uh, as a vault? What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So Fort Knox, yeah. Um, no, it, it's it's one of those things where you hear people talking about cellaring. Man, my cellar, okay, quote unquote cellar is a cardboard box uh-huh. next to my theology books in the hallway. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean it's, it's so so just just kind of keep in mind what we're talking about here. But I, I remember the first time I heard that word cellar and I was like, that's cool, but also really pretentious. This guy's got a room for his pipe tobaccos. And so and then I and then I kinda as I got more into the pipe culture years ago, I started realizing like Oh, like, like, you know, this is what people refer to when they put tobacco under their bed. So out of curiosity,
0: (laughs) when, like, do you remember what it was? Like, was it an image or something of that nature? Were you, were you physically present? When did the final veil drop? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Like, when did you, when did you realize uh <laughs> no! It, it, I think it was actually pretty soon thereafter because I heard someone else reference it, but then they referenced kind of what they were keeping it in, right? Oh, like okay. one of those big yeah, yeah. plastic tubs that you get. You weren't at like that Home guy, Depot were you?
0: Like, so they were like, "Like, yeah, man, I got my cellar right here." I actually brought it with me. Like, ha, that's not a cellar; that's a plastic tub. Like,
1: no, that's, <laughs> I that's have, a cellar. I have never been that guy. Trust right. <laughs> me, <laughs> I have never been that guy. Like I said, cardboard box in the hallway next to um you know, the works of like J.I. Packer, yeah, Derek and, Thomas and, and is looking John on Calvin. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, find, find a place you're looking for a place that's, uh, that's dimly lit. If lit at all, uh, light can affect, uh, more things than you would think. Light, uh, is actually made of particles and, uh, can have an effect on, um, you know, more, more things than you might think. And, um, you know, and then and then also a room temperature. We're talking, you know, sixty to seventy uh, degrees. We don't want super cold. We don't want super hot. Do not leave your tobacco that you're aging outside. Uh, you know, in your vehicle, any of this kind of stuff. Just in in your garage or in, in your attic, for that matter. You mm-hmm. want it uh, to be, you know, a room a room temperature kind of thing. Uh, cooler is probably better than than hotter. If you have to go on one of the extremes. Yeah, okay? it makes sense. Um, Which is difficult. Depending on where you're at. No, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. So we've got our place. Now let's pick our tobacco out. All right. So, you know, like we said, there's different types of tobacco uh, that benefit from this. I'll use Escudo for my example, because I recently opened a can of Escudo that was uh, that was that I had put in a mason jar and then sat on for a very long time. Interesting. Okay. And I took it out. I think it was five years old maybe is that right something like that maybe six uh it tasted like brown sugar and it was fine really? like i mean it, it it was it was righteous it was huh. so good but what happens how long over, did you say you aged it for uh five or six years Gosh. i'd say so but but okay so you you select your tobacco and then you got to think okay what what type of tin is this tobacco in now there's two different types, right? So we've got uh, you know, imagine your tobacco tin. Uh, you've got the pop top can, the pop top style can. Sure. Uh, when you think of these, you'll think of Cornell and Deal, uh, GLP's, uh, Sutliff, uh, private stock, um, canned peaches. Uh, canned peaches, <laughs> which might be the a name for a, a good tobacco. That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. And so th- these are these are tobaccos that um, you know when uh. The, the the can itself is not vacuum sealed not not like the other cans are sure. they, they they might there's a there's a there's a seal but it's not it's the can still has air in the can right and then also the seal of the can has a lot of integrity and it's very hard for that to that can to be opened accidentally those type of cans, those Cornell and Deal style cans that we that we love, those are perfect for cellaring on their own. Okay, take that Joker, find your cellar, your location you're going to put these things in, and write a date on the bottom of them. Yeah. and just put it back. Okay, and just just set it aside. Now a few years down the road, when you open this thing, right? Um, that is when you will want to transfer the contents of this particular tobacco into a jar. Pretty immediately. Okay, pr- pretty pretty immediately. Don't trust yourself and say, well, I'm going to smoke this pretty quickly. No, nah, y- you may or may not. Go ahead and stick it in a jar. Just as soon as you pop the top, save the tin if you want to, if it's a beautiful tin or a, you know, a thoughtful item you want to keep. But, uh, but put the tobacco in a jar. We'll talk about that momentarily. Um, it, these type of tins don't leak. Uh, and, and, and also, they have air in the tin. Now, that's important because, the again, we're not talking about storing tobacco. We're talking about aging tobacco for the purpose of the flavor getting better right? So if we want the flavor to get better, it need, the tobacco needs a little air. That's going to uh, create this, we've talked about before, an aerobic fermentation process. It, it allows that process to continue, and that tobacco is going to benefit from that, right? In the, in, the, in the vacuum where there's an absence of air, uh, that process is not possible. So that's 10 style number one, how to store that. Tin style number two, your vacuum seal tins. Now, these are the tins, if you're not uh, familiar with the verbiage, uh, you know we, I, I, I'm bad about calling them the coin style tins. It just looks like a disc. You know what I mean? Those are considered ba- vac- vacuum seals? So that's a vacuum sealed tin. That's actually how that tin stays together. Because it's that's, a twist top. It's a twist top, but you'll notice that the way you have to open that tin, you have to insert a, a key or a coin mm, or a yeah, pocket knife. It. And when you hear it, when you pop it, you hear that st- right? Yep. As, as soon as you hear that, that's the air, uh, you know, finally entering into that environment. And so, um, those type of tins, there's a, there's a few problems with aging tobacco in those tins. Okay. Now, if you want to, if you just want to buy tobacco and keep it, uh, for the sake of having it, or maybe it's a collector's item, you're trying to say like, no, I'm a, I, I want to keep this one tin of tobacco cause I might you know, sell it one day or something. Um, you know, leave it in the can by all by all means if it's one of these vacuum sealed tins. Um, but but for the process of aging the tobacco to benefit the flavor, okay, that's what we're talking about here again. Uh, you'll want to, as soon as you buy this tobacco, uh, it, as painful as it might be, you'll want to take it out of the tin and put it in a jar, okay. Um, the the reason is we need to introduce, in order for the age to benefit the tobacco, we need to introduce some air into the equation here, Mm. right? Again, we, there's an anaerobic, anaerobic fermentation and an aerobic fermentation. Anaerobic only gets you so far and it's going to take a very, very long time for that tobacco to, to benefit from that. Um, and, and so, you know, when you, when you increase the air quantity, uh, you're giving the tobacco, uh, you know, room to breathe and more, more um, of those little microbes that live in that jar, uh, you know, opportunity to, to do their work, which is where the flavor comes from. Um, it, it, another problem with the vacuum seal tins is that they are so bad about popping open. So they will just pop open on their own. Right. They will if there's a dramatic temperature change. If the if they get knocked off a shelf. If the cat brushes them and it gets knocked off. It's, just it's looking for any excuse. It's just looking for an excuse to yeah. pop open. And so I cannot tell you how many folks have you know gotten uh, ready. They've uh, selected their date and they're you know they're like okay on this day I'm gonna open my can. And they get to that time. They've got their special pipe. They're gonna sit down and, and enjoy this tobacco. They've been waiting you know five six seven years to to smoke and then they open the can and and it's it's already been opened. It's rusted on the inside. It's got um, you know the tobacco's dry. It's just one of the biggest disappointments that I think a pipe uh, enthusiast can can experience. Man, and yeah. and so if your if your goal is to age the tobacco to benefit um, you know the uh, the the flavor of the tobacco, just just take it out of the can. I know it's painful. You're like man, but that beautiful tin of tobacco. I would like to keep it uh, intact. Keep the tin by all means. Use it for something else. Put some knickknacks in it. But uh, but put the tobacco in a mason jar. Um, when we say mason jar, we're talking about those uh, glass jars that are good for, um, you know, putting butter beans or pickles or whatever you're doing right. in, right? Um, and, and, you know, you don't necessarily— uh, have to seal the jar the way you would with food in, like, right?
0: Like boiling it. To like yeah, exactly. Don't up.
1: You don't want to do that. Now, if you boil it, it's going to be too hot. It'll actually damage the tobacco. Right. Some people, I, I will say some pipe smokers, um, will warm the jars up. And then uh, just even in the microwave for a few seconds and then put the top on, uh, you know, I've heard of people submerging uh, the the jar uh, in the sink with maybe warm water around it uh, with something sitting on the top of the jar to make sure it stays down in there. Huh, yeah. Just make sure the, the water doesn't get in the jar. But then if you put that lid on there while the jar is kind of warm, it will form a light, uh, a light seal. You know, you can do that. I... I think you just find a mason jar that has not a whole lot of um, space uh, left over after the tobacco is put in. So, mm. I, in other words, find a mason jar that when you empty the tobacco into the jar, there's about a fourth of the space left. A third. Does that make sense? It does. Actually, so,
0: you know, when I was, uh, you know, uh, during Thanksgiving, I mentioned that, uh, you know, I brought some uh, uh cellar to enjoy with uh with my brothers yeah and, seller, yeah. and I, I had been keeping it actually in a mason jar but a mason jar with more one just with not not the um oh gosh you know the the flat seal and then the ring but like right. literally like a whole top to it okay it worked fine i had one of the uh you know those packets the moisturizing packets that i got from uh, the briar shop oh yeah got it and it, it was keeping up just fine but given that it was it just seemed too big a jar for the amount of for tobacco that, that I had. Tobacco, exactly. And I wasn't about to open up a new can of cellar just for the sake of putting it in this mason jar since yeah. it was fine as is. So I actually went to Hobby Lobby same day and got one of the smaller ones it's about the size of a 10 yeah and um and, and to put the rest of it in i figure i could just keep on reusing this since it essentially i yeah, would imagine right. replicates that same kind of space so yeah. there's not just like literally this big empty jar with the tobacco just like you know layered at the bottom exactly. as if it's a exactly that's not pile. what you want yeah. yeah
1: not what you want so um yeah find that find that jar that's got um you know, when you put the tobacco in there, there's about a quarter of it left empty, and that's that's about the perfect amount of uh, of, of space that you want on there. So, I you know, I watched a, a video recently. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of uh, much of anything. Uh, as you know, <laughs> this is true. As as longtime listeners will know, but um, I was watching a video recently of Mike McNeil uh, talking about uh tobacco tins and how these coin style tins will pop open he said he could open uh, one of the videos I watched he said he opened his closet where he was keeping one of his favorite tobaccos and he could smell the tobacco emanate the odor of the tobacco as soon as he opened the door of the closet interesting that's not what you want that's not a good sign he's like no you got to stick it in a jar because those, those things are so bad about popping open. Yeah. And so just just keep that in mind if you're going to put your tobacco back. Um, I mean, would you say that going
0: for an odorless cellar is kind of the, like the ideal? Because, I mean, I, I do feel like, you know, well, for those of us that store our pipes with our pipe tobacco... A lot yeah. of times you're going to get that odor, although it'll be the odor of smoked tobacco as opposed to you know ten ten note.
1: Well, that that's true. That's true. Now that that is much more common or likely if you're going to leave your tobacco in the plastic, right? Or mm-hmm. in, like in like mm-hmm. in a plastic bag, sure. or in a tin that might be um, open but not sealed very well, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, that. That actually that's a good thing. A good thing to mention. That kind of gets us to what not to do, right? If you're going to age these tobaccos and what what not to do. Um, and uh, it, 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 those things include leaving it in a plastic container. Uh, that's like either the tobacco bag that, uh, you know, the tobacconist gives you. So, I mean, our, our bags are great. We believe in them. We think they're awesome. We, you know, have used them for years, but they're not good for aging. Right. Great for shipping, not for aging. Great for shipping. Great for usage for maybe two months, something like that. But mm-hmm. if you're going to keep your tobacco for longer than, let's say, two, three months, stick it in that jar. Uh, make sure it's got the room that's uh, that's necessary. Um And so don't don't leave it in that. Don't get plastic jars. Don't get plastic containers. No Tupperware. uh, No. You know, folks are like, well, I'm going to vacuum seal it with my food grade vacuum sealer. Well, don't you know, you, you can do that if you leave it in the tin right? You want a vacuum shield of your entire tin. You right. don't want the tobacco to touch plastic, very mm. important. And so, um, so anyway, that's that's something to think about. and uh, and that's really it. You know, you'll have to come out with uh, thoughts about, you know, when to open up your tobaccos. Um, you know, Virginia's, uh, you know, your first, uh, three years that's gonna create a lot uh, you'll you'll start to get uh, very complex nuanced flavors the longer they go on though that kind of sweet spot you've got there you know a few years but after after five six seven years that tobacco is gonna just start to really um, it get very fermented and will almost have like a, um, a, a uh, gosh like a like a caramelized flavor or a um, I mean, you can just look at the tobacco and immediately see the difference. It's a, uh, it's very rich and dark. Frankly, close to an aromatic just because of the, uh, the properties of the tobacco. So, uh, so don't age it too long. I, for me personally, if it's a Virginia tobacco, somewhere in that three to five year, uh, maybe six year time span, that that's the that's the way to go. Um, other other than that, I think it gets a little a little flavorless over time and a little maybe a little too sweet. Um, but uh, you know, English blends, I think age uh well if they've got uh you know over five years on them it takes that uh some of that smoky uh flavor infuses the other leaves with it and then also kind of takes off some of those rough edges so um but anyway best practices of aging tobacco yeah
0: hope it helps as we enter into the second age of aging life tobacco,
1: I feel like this is like the never-ending story or something. That's like
0: basically Country Square Radio. Aging
1: tobacco, right? <laughs> it's a never-ending podcast. Is really it is.
0: it had is no beginning; it shall have no end. Right?
1: <laughs> oh man, I just no fly on that big dog.
0: Great, great, uh, great advice. Great best practices. You know, I know. You know, speaking for myself and surely many, many others, this is the time of year that you know the the cellar does get filled up with a lot of great tobaccos, and hopefully. Uh, If your stocking has not yet been stuffed or you are looking to stuff your stocking with some great pipe tobacco, look no further than our great friends over at Missouri Meerschaum.
1: That is exactly right, man. They've come out with two awesome tobaccos this year in celebration of their 150th anniversary. The first one is Independence Day pipe tobacco. Uh, It's a great tobacco. It's a uh, it's a it's a complex tobacco because it'll have this uh, you know, aromatic and English fusion, right? For someone that likes uh, Latakia, those English blends that are more robust, smoky, uh, campfire-y, uh, it's a nice change-up because it introduces that little bit of soft uh, aroma that'll be kind of pleasing to your, your sweeter senses, particularly uh, those that like vanilla. Um, and then the other tobacco is their 150th anniversary uh, Crumble Cake, which is just a beautiful, beautiful tobacco. It's a A real uh, rich vibrant tobacco that's been lightly topped Uh, it has a really good uh, uh, texture to it It stays lit so easy but it is so flavorful uh, with select Virginias and Burleys from around the world and so uh, I just think you'll really uh, really enjoy both these tobaccos and they're available at corncobpipe.com you can get it from the the source uh, both reasonably priced and uh, available today
0: and big shout out to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question this week is coming in from Joe A. And here is what Joe A has to say. Waka waka. Says, you often talked about dealing with extreme weather when smoking a pipe. Too hot, too cold. But what do you consider to be the Goldilocks temperature uh, <laughs> to enjoy a pipe. I'm talking optimal pipe smoking conditions. And again, that's coming from Joe a just right. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, it's a good question too. Cause we have, I think I know we, I know we have at least done one episode about like best practices for smoking when it's like, like way too hot outside dealing with the, you know, the, the summer heat
1: in yeah. the South. Well, we've talked about the cold as well. I, you know, again, Joe, I, I appreciate your question. I understand kind of where you're, um, you know where you're coming from with this i will say this is very subjective uh mm. you know it's one of those things what is comfortable to you uh in your location uh time of year kind of thing um look that yeah i was laughing with uh, one of my friends from minnesota <laughs> earlier this week dan he said you know look at you know when uh it's you know um you know it, 50 degrees outside, uh, you know, it turning on into, you know, April, May or whatever, people are starting to put on tank tops and stuff, right? right? right. Dude, 50 degrees outside in, in, you know, dirty South Mississippi, like people are putting on pea coats and wearing <laughs> scarves and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do we survive? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's right. This is a comfort level thing, right? I mean, I, I don't know. But anyway, so it all depends on your local uh, geography and habits and preferences, but uh, for me personally, it's that it's that seventy to eighty-five degree weather. Mm, it, it's that okay. it's that seventy to eighty-five, maybe maybe upper sixties to seventy-five degree weather. Something with a with the that that's daytime uh, temperature. So you know something with kind of a crisp night, uh, but a warmer day. Uh, that that's for me that's the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, is there any reason for that? I don't. Um, I don't really think so uh, other than just uh, being pleasant outside. I don't think it helps the pipe smoking experience. It's just that's when I'm comfortable. And so, um, you know, I I would tell you to find the uh, place that, Place and time of year and, and temperature that you're most comfortable in, and then uh, and then go all at it. I will say we see in the South more pipe smokers uh, during the winter time, uh, just because the the heat where we live is very oppressive, right? Uh, it just is. I mean, we you know we're well, we're well aware of that. The humidity and you know August is is really bad. It's just just really really bad, and so. We do see more pipe smokers come out, uh, you know, October through uh, April, May, because the the temperatures are more more tolerable, right? Uh, you know, compared to, um, you know, to the summertime. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's whatever you're comfortable with. Pipe smoking is all about being comfortable and not about work. So, uh, you know, just just find that time and uh, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. I um, you know, last night was like the perfect pipe smoking weather. Wouldn't I no it great? I, I have yeah. no idea what temperature it actually was. But I mean, it's what you're talking about. Cause the, you almost like I'm, I'm the same way. I need a little bit of a chill. Like I, it, this is going to sound awful. Um, being <laughs> from Mississippi, it needs to be warm enough that you can like be barefoot outside. <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. You know, I'm gonna lean in. You have to be warm enough so you can actually be barefoot outside but cold enough because you're going to be having a hot bowl in your hand. You know, you have to like come right. like the, the kind of combat the weather, right? <laughs> a little bit there. That's right. I'm not proud of that. But I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning in. But don't deny it. No, I was barefoot on the porch with a pipe last night. And I'm I, just I am, roll with it, man. I'm just fine with it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it just it's what it is. Hey, thanks for that question, Joe. And hey, if y'all have got a pipe question of the week this week or uh, for a future episode, please let us know. Show at country radio.com. That's show at country radio dot com. Quick, Quick fire with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions, Joe. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Uh, continuing on our uh, Christmas edition, holiday edition. This theme is Christmas lights. Ooh, the lights
1: of Christmas. That's what c- kind of cues you in that it's Christmas time, right? Yeah. The lights.
0: Yeah. I, I, so, so this is, um, you know, I, I think this is something that you know, at least uh, uh, around. Ah, uh, this country is very common. You got the 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 Christmas lights come out at Christmas, and it is the visual warfare of any neighborhood. <laughs> you know that's true. It is it's it's who's gonna go all out, who's gonna be like just nothing, right? And then how do you exist somewhere between those two? Right,
1: um, right. Hey, How do how do you how how are you festive without being tacky? Right, <laughs> or or do you, you maybe you go all in tacky? this, is, maybe this is a judgment that's, that's free, the war right yeah exactly okay. this is a
0: judgment-free place maybe you're that stegosaurus with the santa claus hat blow up whatever in the front yard <laughs> you've seen those right i'm sure many of our listeners
1: have them it's crazy
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> give it a pipe i'm down
1: all right here we go christmas lights yep uh white or color I like white lights. Uh, There's something elegant about just the white, uh, you know, twinkle. To me, I think it kind of is like uh, indicative of snow or Mm. ice, you know. I don't know. I like the white lights.
0: I have this theory that this is very, I'm white as well, but I, I have a theory this is like highly regional. You're very white. But yeah, go ahead. Because specifically that here in the South and in other type of temperature areas. Yeah. We don't have snow. So the lights are kind of our opportunity, as you just mentioned, to kind of like give the idea of snow. I I think there is probably something to that. Right. Whereas if you go up north where you've got like a layer of snow, white lights would look terrible on that, I would
1: imagine. i I mean well it almost might be
0: redundant yeah you know what i mean and you but that's where you see like even if you get those little christmas villages type deal like knickknacky stuff with like little houses when they've got the little snow on them and but they all have like the multicolored lights and everything so i have a feeling that it's it's highly regional but i would love to hear some feedback yeah i don't know okay all right so we've got kind of two paths here okay so so white lights do
1: you go led or do you go classic I have LED white lights at our house. Do you really? And that's because I can just leave them on all the time. This is true. Your house can also be seen from space. It, it, that is that is also true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we made the mistake of LED one year, um, and yes, I said mistake because we uh, <laughs> we got some some LED lights for our Christmas tree, and you know wrapped it and everything else. I had no earthly idea that we had gotten LED lights until I plugged it
1: in, and it's like. And then you couldn't, you couldn't see for five <laughs> right. days, right? <laughs> yeah. If Rudolph had had one of these, man. I will say, I think they've improved those a little bit though. I think they've like maybe put some on that. Some on The, of dampeners the outside of it, maybe it refracts it better or something. I, you know, I don't know. But well, it,
0: and now, because we just about got like a bunch of new light bulbs for the house. Just, you know, you, you know how you do that every once in a while. Yeah. Like just, how many lights are out? Then you go and buy them. Right. So then now they've got the LEDs where you got the white, you got like the yellow, and then you got like the daylight versus white light or something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So they've gotten better they've gotten better okay so you go led i i, I still i still go with classic or classic burn the house as, down baby as defined like if led can can make that natural quote unquote, natural classic right light, then i'm, I'm down but yeah
1: all right all right so if color do you go one color or do you go assorted color? Assorted, definitely assorted. Mm. I don't like, you know, if you're going to do color, uh, all blue or all red. I mean, that, uh, gosh, all red—that's like Halloween or something. I, I, I don't know. For me, bring on the assortment. Yeah,
0: assorted. I mean, that's classic, right? Like that's that's the the classic look. Um, we have done both. We actually did one year had a string of red lights that we used. In kind of a like almost like a candy cane fashion, so mm-hmm. the idea was like the red lights were leading up to the white lights around the door or something of that nature. Um, but it did look weird, just for on us. Just kind of look weird. Other other folks, yeah, might be great, but for us, it, it looked weird. <laughs> um, but no, I I I'm not a huge fan of assorted either, to be honest. Um, so hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of a caveat here. One of the things that we do is we've got those target uh, lights where you've got the individual bulbs that you can kind of screw in, screw out. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Little globes. And so, uh, and we've got that on our back patio and we used to have it on the, the back porch in the old house and every other light I will, or every two lights, I'll take out one and then put in either a red or a green. Oh, that's kind of So nice. you kind of do it like a little bit of an accent. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that way you still, because we typically rely on those kind of lights to light up the patio. So yeah. you get a little bit of that. We did it for, um, we tried to do it for Halloween. Uh, I wanted to do orange and purple as kind of Halloween colors. I couldn't find any purple. But I found blue, which did not make it look very Halloween, but did make it look very Astros friendly, and uh,
1: oh yeah, worked out for well for the World Series. series. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, indoor, outdoor, or both? I only do indoor lights. I, I, I really? Know, yeah, I only do indoor lights. You know, in the future, maybe uh, I'd like to do outdoor lights, but we've only, only ever done indoor outdoor lights. Um, gosh, it's just. Uh, clumsy and difficult and time-consuming and it is that, all that kind yeah. of stuff my house was built in 1930 and it does not have a single exterior plug mm-hmm. not one yep. and so i mean not not a single one and so um you know i just uh I, I don't know for us it just isn't a good fit we do put a wreath on the door does that count well i was gonna ask
0: like so do you that the extent of y'all's outdoor decor? decorations yeah
1: pretty much <laughs> interesting. interesting you can see the tree like when the windows open kind yeah. of thing so there is that but that's uh that's about it you have
0: the up game here man because i mean like i you know i drove past your 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 place the other day they've got that new restaurant that's open there's, there's a been donut
1: s- shop on my street on now. your street like the development there's it's been a crazy disaster. yeah jeez
0: like, look, I, I would, I would, I would imagine that's that's helping out the problem. I was, I, I remember well, when our I property lived Property values nice-
1: are suffering, are, are are great, but my cholesterol level. Oh yeah, that's charts. terrible. <laughs> I'm saying I used to live on the nice side of Belhaven, and that is where. No, I know,
0: right? <laughs> I know that's right. All right, man. Well, good stuff. Well, hey, that's our uh, quick fire questions. We'd love to hear from y'all on all of these, and also just whatever y'all's uh, Christmas or whatever holiday decor you've got up. Uh, send some pictures in, especially if you incorporated pipes, as John David mentioned. We'd love to see uh, how you're incorporating uh, pipes or pipe tobacco into. To your Christmas decor, we should really like do a prize for that.
1: Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, we have to think about that. Yeah. That's good. Your, your thoughts,
0: your, your comments. comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. Um, this one is coming in from Chris Van Rowe. What did Chris
1: have to say? Uh, hey, Bo, love the podcast. I subscribed at the Squire level and have no idea why it abbreviated my last name. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, this is Chris V. Yeah. Chris B., Uh, as as a pipe smoker in California, I am out of safe havens to smoke. Uh, We lost the briar patch not too long ago. Uh, I did have a pipe related question if you are buying a new pipe and deciding whether to smoke virginia's or Englishes in it how do you decide uh, i tend to dedicate pipes to one or the other uh, finally if you want a crack at my last name it is van rue uh, again love the show uh, keep it up <laughs> i'm pretty sure i just said van roe did not you I? did you did I, well then i mispronounced it anyway. i'll let you roll with it yeah, yeah it worked so out well he gets a yeah a chris
0: van rue that's great i tell you um, what man well let's uh let's table that question because i think that would make a great pipe question to win. oh yeah yeah. let's do that yeah. okay for good future episodes good. So, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll so so chris uh coming up <laughs> stay tuned brother uh thanks for that yeah and, and thanks for the uh, the clarification um i you know i thought about it after the fact i was like i hope we didn't make you feel bad for not having your, your full name and obviously we've got several uh folks that listen anonymously or, or don't want you know direct and or have donated under a um pseudonym alias or, or anonymous yeah that's that right is perfectly fine and um you know we while we are all about you know say it loud say it proud you know right. get, get out there and lunt, lunt your stuff but at the same time <laughs> you know depending on where you may be or you know if you've got some uh if you personally have some beliefs around uh how you kind of smoke your pipe in public you know we, we want to respect that
1: we uh, our, our dear friend varge the pipe pirate varge! has a plaque on our wall and, that's right uh, and that is very acceptable <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> all right man um all right and then also we've got this one now i'll I'll be honest. I'm not 100% sure if we read this one on the show or not, but just in case we hadn't, I thought I'd throw it in as well. This one's coming in from Deputy and
1: it's an iTunes review. What did Deputy have to say? Deputy 514, he says, an outstanding podcast. I'm a newbie pipe smoker and just recently discovered this podcast in early October. Between this podcast and Mutton Chop Piper on YouTube, I have learned a lot of information about pipe smoking. I listen to this podcast while at work. It really helps pass the time and I learn something in every episode. Thank you and keep up the great work. And that's from Deputy 514 on iTunes itunes man. yeah thank you so much man i uh, love uh mutton chop piper and uh the great content that he puts out we um, you know we're honored and, and appreciate you finding us and uh are glad we can be part of your pipe smoking journey
0: yeah we just talk about it. we need to we need to reach out to mutton chop at some point yeah we show. do man yeah i, I love mean, what like, he does we talked about pipes of course but it'd be about facial grooming like yeah. Probably probably 90% facial grooming. Or the, or the lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but like, you've seen them chops, man. <laughs> he's, he's got them. It's impressive. It's impressive. Uh, well, great, great listener feedback, and we love getting those in, especially those iTunes reviews. It's a great way to support the show. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Uh, head over to iTunes, write those reviews. We love reading them here. Uh, also, if you've got a couple of dimes that you're willing to throw towards support of the show, patreon.com slash Radio is the place to do it. We've got our uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. We'd love for you to be a member of. Some great benefits when you do so. Uh, so yeah, so be
1: sure to check that out. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the Real Bow York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire.
0: All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. I always love doing the little duh. duh, duh. <laughs> Giving it a <that> radio <laughs> type of feel. But uh yeah, man. Well, hey, another great episode. With Had great fun, information. Man. Yeah. Oh I'm glad it helped. No, I you know, I, I feel like every episode there's something that I take away and I try to like be like, Oh yeah, no, I totally knew this. But this one in particular, I'm like, now I need to comb through the tobaccos that I have been attempting to age and figure out which ones I have failed by attempting to age because they were the wrong
1: kind. Yeah, I mean, if man, if it's in that uh, vacuum sealed tin, uh, good luck, man. I hope it hope it hadn't popped open, but uh and sometimes they don't. I have some dead Orly Golden slices. Yeah, you I, probably I, do. I, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, I now realize it. Talk about flammable material. Exactly. But. All right. By the way, let's go have a day. See you, brother.